Georgie Frost and welcome to All About Apprenticeships, brought to you by the HomeSurf Foundation. This is the third and final episode of our special mini-series celebrating National Apprenticeship Week. And what better way to wrap up this week than by speaking to those who really know what it's all about, the apprentices themselves. For regular listeners to All About Apprenticeships, you'll know that we've been following the progress of five apprentices throughout the series. Well, today we've got Dexter Hutchins and Jasmine King with us, who you remember in the past, and... Let's say a big hello for the first time to Sam Medlam and Bibi Nabir. So let's kick off by getting to know Sam and Bibi a little bit better. Sam, if you don't mind, I'll come to you first. Tell us what apprenticeship you're doing and why you decided that it was the right thing for you to do. Uh, I'm an apprentice gas engineer and um, I knew a couple of people who were already working in the industry uh, and it was it appealed to me, so I went for it. Good for you. Bibi, same question. Um, I am an accountant apprentice. I thought uh, apprenticeships a win-win situation. So I guess for me, I am more practical. So that's why I went for accounting. Excellent. Um, Dexter, Jasmine, we have um, visited you in the past, but it would be good to know just now, uh, very briefly, what you both do, just to give us an idea, because there's a wide variety of apprenticeships out there. So Dexter? Yeah, so I'm a digital marketing apprentice at the Edge Foundation, which is an education charity. Excellent, Jasmine. Hi, I'm a housing policy and practice degree apprentice with Flagship Group who provide homes for people in need in the east of England. Excellent. So a wide variety there. Thank you very much. Welcome to you all. So Dexter, I'm going to come to you. We are at the end of National Apprenticeship Week. What do you hope that employers, big and small, are going to be taking away from this week? For me, I just want to see them opening up more opportunities where possible um, and also kind of recognising how important apprentices are to their business. Um, So I think that us as apprentices have a lot to offer, um, not just in terms of the general day job, but also in new ideas. Um, So I think that they should definitely utilise us as apprentices. And Jasmine, look, we've already said, you know, the four of you are involved in a wide variety of roles, sectors and levels. We also have Gareth as well. He's in the army. We've got plumbing, marketing. Do you think the options available would would, would surprise some people? Do you, do you think that there is really an apprenticeship out there for everyone? Most definitely. There is such a wide variety and such a range in the levels as well. And whether you're looking for a level two apprentice or whether you're looking for a higher or degree apprenticeship, there is just so many options out there. And I think as well, there's a huge variety of kind of behind the scenes apprentices. So for example, you may not initially think of doing a communications apprenticeship when you're in school, but when you get into an organisation, you begin to realise and understand the importance of the communications sector. So there's honestly an apprenticeship for everyone, in my opinion. I'm wondering whether you all think that there's enough knowledge or information at schools and colleges around the different types of apprentice apprenticeships that are out there sam no i don't don't think there is um i never would have thought of doing what i do now just from what i knew from school it never i've never been asked anything about an apprenticeship whilst leaving school where did you get it from then people i know and my mum she actually works at the college where I first went to start the apprenticeship. Bibi, to you. When I finished my A-level, I had no clue what an apprenticeship was. There was only one person in my entire year that was applying uh, 
to for an accounting apprenticeship with the civil service um, and I had no clue what it was that she was explaining to me I didn't really give it a thought but then four years later <laughs> I decided to do an apprenticeship instead of going to uni and now I'm trying my best with Multiverse which is my training provider to actually go to schools and talk to the young people and parents about it. Was that a hard decision to come to not to go to university? It was in a way because originally I wanted to do a maths degree and be a maths teacher uh, for secondary school. And the only way to get into teaching is um, having a degree. But then I thought, you know, do I really want that? And I, I also kind of thought, like, what would people say in a way? Because people have so many different ideas of um, of, uh, like apprenticeships is not really a, a qualification. It's not real. It's not going to get you anywhere, but that's not entirely true. So you will hear that kind of judgment. And I've heard that kind of judgment before. So it was a bit hard, but obviously I did it for myself and I'm really happy where I am today. Mm, great. It, uh, Dexter, it seems to be listening to Bibi and Sam there that it's almost a bit of luck that, that they got the information they did to get to where they are now. And we can't really be relying on luck can we what can we do in schools and colleges to make sure that careers advisors teachers parents uh, and kids are all clued up yeah I think one of the main problems is the way that we're kind of set up in schools so at the moment it's very much um kind of leaderboards and scores and so on so like the whole exam process and everything kind of goes against apprenticeships so a sixth form will pride themselves on the number of students that went to university and the problem is that we're not encouraging schools to put people in apprenticeships and I think until we do that we're going to really struggle to kind of see the numbers rise um, and then one of the main problems is, is that they're not obviously teaching about apprenticeships and there's just not the careers advice there um, and the careers advice that is available just isn't relatable to young people they don't kind of want to be involved with it they don't want to be listening to it learning about apprenticeships so I think there's a massive gap to kind of have someone offering that advice to young people? I was actually very lucky touching on that point there about luck that when I had a meeting with my careers advisor I actually came across a leaflet that they had received the very morning about apprenticeships and my apprenticeship in particular but after that I didn't have much communication from my sixth form about how my application was going and my progress how I felt transitioning into it and I think that is a huge area to be explored and make sure that students are supported because it is a huge transition. You're going into full time work and you're earning a qualification at the same time. And sort of those key crucial skills such as time management, some students may not have been able to demonstrate them yet. So I feel like there's a lot of scope out there for schools and providers to support students more you're talking about challenges and um this year i think for everybody has been a challenge um the latest lockdown i want to ask you sam particularly because of your role how have you been affected how has it affected your apprenticeship uh in terms of my training inside of college uh, well it's the training academy now at home serve uh we've not been able to go there uh, and do any sort of exams uh portfolio has been hard to fill in because obviously we didn't take on as much work so we're not getting as many jobs in as we'd like to get the evidence for so that's probably how it affected me the most in terms of just going to work when i was at work it didn't really change it was just the um actual college side of things uh bb i understand it's affected your college learning 
Yes, for sure. Not not much of uh, for work, but in terms of college learning, yes, it has because as uh, an accountant apprentice, I so I'm doing AAT level four at the moment, and we have about six modules of exams to do in um, a year. And um, so far, we've done three modules and none of those modules are sat the exams for. And so I feel that this has affected my learning, especially learning online is completely different to when you go have a one to one with your coach. Mm. Um, it is hard to concentrate and it it's not as motivational anymore, I would say. It's not the coach's fault. It's just the situation we're in um so that's one thing and obviously because I don't know where I'm going whether I'm passing those exams yet it kind of demotivated me in a way are you, are you getting support now I mean do you, are you where where to go uh we are still having lessons online and but we are still unaware of when we can sit our exams so I have a feeling yeah. that AAT would ask us to sit all our exam at once which could be pressurizing because that's a lot of modules and topics to remember. So I'm hoping that AAT comes up with something easier for us um, to do because it is a bit, it's too much. And each exams are about two and a half hours long. Goodness me, uh, difficult times. Um, apprenticeship starts down, we were reading this week, by just under 50%. Uh, now, there could be a number of issues at play here. But from an apprentice point point of view, and Dexter, I'll ask you this if that's all right. Do you think there are ways that businesses could make apprenticeships more of an attractive proposition to young people? Yeah, definitely. I think there's two problems here. So obviously, we have just come out of the pandemic, which has affected business massively. Um, so I think the job market as a whole is looking quite bleak. Um, but I know there are incentives in place to kind of improve this. Um, but I think a lot of it is kind of making that appeal factor. So making sure that young people are aware of the opportunity they actually have within an organisation. So showing them just how much they can gain and kind of welcome them in. Um, so I think at the moment for a young person, it is quite daunting, kind of the prospect of joining a new organisation. So it's putting things in place just to make that step a little bit easier. Mm, Jasmine, a lot of this sounds like a, a the parts are in place. It's just making people aware. I mean, do you have any other suggestions of how you can make apprenticeships more of an attractive proposition? Most definitely. So social media is such a powerful tool. And I think there's so many accounts out there for apprenticeships, but also for other opportunities such as going to degree, doing a degree at university, sorry. And I think if students are being made aware of this kind of more of a relaxed style of learning and the fact that they can see these social media accounts and listen to podcasts such as these, where they'll be able to gain a real insight in what it's like to be an apprentice or another opportunity. I think that would be really beneficial. I try to be active on my social media, but I'm still coming across so many new platforms and accounts out there. So it is definitely a world to be explored. Okay, Sam, the Homeso Foundation had some research out this week as well that showed the shortage of skills like the ones you're learning at your apprenticeship at HomeServe. Are you surprised um, by this? And is it almost quite exciting <laughs> in your training profession that's that's in high demand? Uh, yeah, but um, I don't think there's enough people that do it. I feel like there's a lot of, um, when I first started and I told a lot of my friends that I'm going to do a plumbing apprenticeship, it was sort of the case of why would you want to do that? You're just going to be 
unblocking toilets and that kind of thing. I think the the idea of it is wrong. I think people don't actually know what it is. Um, and I think that's why not as many people go into my kind of industry, if you will. And there's also the fact of, uh, I remember my dad saying to me before I started that um, if they treat you a bit wrong, like if they're a bit nasty at first, just, just don't worry, just get on with it. They'll be uh, um, better with you eventually. And that's what it is. You know, when you first start as an apprentice, especially in a trade, they sort of just treat you like, just, just, I don't know, just you just tea boy, of, yeah, isn't that what yeah, they're supposed exactly, to do? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it, and it's I think that's what can put a lot of people off. Is it like that? I mean, I, I jested there, you know, saying make the tea, but you know, it, uh, it's, I it's say what people you, say, isn't it? Yeah, it depends. When I first started, I remember I had a job in Leicester, uh, and the guy who I was with at the time just said, You sit in the van, I ain't got time to show you anything today. I'd done the job and then came out to the van. And then told me to go in and tidy everything up. Uh, so a bit annoyed at that. And then I ended I ended up saying something anyway and getting moved to be with somebody else because I thought I just, I just don't want that. Uh, and ever since then, I've enjoyed it. Obviously, it just depends who you who you're working with because it's obviously one to one all the time. There's no one else you ever really see. Yeah, it does. I, mean, I did a an apprentice apprenticeship of sorts, I guess, um, at a big news organisation. I was asked to run errands, like buy someone's baby gift or something. Has anyone else um, other experience of this, or actually is this a, an old school view and nobody's had to make any tea yet? Jasmine? For me, I'd say it's definitely an old school rule. And the team I'm in, we're very much, we'll pick up what needs to be picked up. And that's great for me because there, there is such a wide variety of what I do, ranging from social media to kind of data and planning. And when I've been in previous teams, I have I have probably had that experience similar to Sam where people where obviously it's probably not malicious. It's just maybe a lack of understanding of what I'm there for and not fully showing me a system. And when I came into my apprenticeship, I was new to housing. Um, I didn't know much about it before. And I feel that people almost had too high expectations of me and they assumed I would know kind of how the systems worked, all the terms for everything. So I'd say that there's maybe an element of assumption for me, but now that I'm a lot more settled in my apprenticeship, Thankfully, I haven't been making tea. Very good. Um, although I'm sure you make a very good cup of tea. But before we let you go, I do want you all just to tell me the best thing about being an apprentice. Bibi? The best thing of being an apprentice for me is that I get to build relationship externally and internally with work, for example. And also... Um, and, you know, uh, with Multiverse, we have like a community where we meet a lot of other apprentices and we, um, we, we chat with each other, we get to know each other and basically build that network. And that's the best thing. And also one of the things that I do um, at uh, Multiverse is I go out and get to speak to the young people and parents and go to schools to speak about apprenticeships and the benefit of it. Because there's so, like I said, mentioned before, there's so many myths about apprenticeships, especially parents are not very aware and they force their children to go to university instead. So I think that's the best part in for me. Dexter? Yeah, I think for me, it's just that whole kind of hands-on approach. So I think I learned so much more at work than I do at university. 
Um, so I'm in my third year of my degree and I can honestly say that you will never match the kind of learning on the job aspect. Um, you definitely learn a lot more on the job than you do kind of at, in university. Um, and also just the, the whole kind of future of work. I think that you kind of progress so quickly doing an apprenticeship. Um, and there's studies that show that apprentices earn more in the future, um, have better prospects. So I think it's definitely worth taking an apprenticeship. Jasmine? For me, the best thing about apprenticeships is just the huge number of opportunities that will come out of it. There'll also be a lot of internal opportunities in your organisation that you can get involved in, such as large scale projects. But then also externally, apprenticeships just open so many doors. For example, me being on this podcast with so many other amazing apprentices and there's lots of opportunities out there to like BB said speak with schools and parents carers teachers and you can write case studies that will be published and it's just really amazing to share your experience with others last but not least Sam best uh, thing about being an apprentice essentially what Dexter said with the hands-on learning uh, I presume you can learn to do all of our jobs just by going to college or university but being actually at work learning at the same time uh, helps you learn way way better you know using all your skills in a real life uh, scenario is definitely easier to learn and pick it up a lot quicker brilliant Thank you so much to you all, to Dexter, Jasmine, to Sam and Bibi. And thank you, of course, for listening. If you want to get in touch to have your say on anything that we've been talking about today, you can find the HomeServe Foundation on Twitter at HSV underscore foundation. Just use the hashtag all about apprenticeships. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave a rating and hit subscribe wherever you found us. It helps other people find us too.